Emily Wagner. This is the Groom Delay Podcast. Hello, guys. Season three, episode something. And today, my guest is no other than an old friend slash work some associate-ish. I don't know what that relationship actually is other than we're going to figure it out when we talk in the podcast because you'll hear all about it. And old as in old-timey, not old as in age. Old as in we go back. Sarah Isaacson, casting director. We met when Sarah was working with John Levy casting on ER and I was on the show and we get into it. This is such an interesting time for actors, an interesting time for entertainment. Oh my gosh. Movie making, shooting, being in the business, you know, what is going on? So I couldn't wait to talk to Sarah um, about the pivots, you know, the, the casting roles has, has had to make in, in, in their career in in their daily life as casting directors um, with really everything moving totally virtually. Um, In case you don't know, I am an actor, was an actor, been an actor, come from a family of actors and acting teachers and directors and Hollywood adjacent royalty. You could you could even say a little a little Hollywood adjacent royalty. We've got like my whole family's in the business and um, acting is a very uh, esteemed art in my world. And uh, and what I love about Sarah is she really loves actors. I mean, loves, understands, and is really truly obsessed with the art and the craft and finding those gems. Those gems, those gems, those gems. Um, sorry, my son is giving me the evil eye. Not the evil eye, the wrap it up eye. So without further ado, oh, so anyway, I was an actress for a long time, still act occasionally. Um, I did some fun stuff this past year. I did a fun series. It's coming out in the fall called On the Verge on Netflix. We'll tell you more about that. Um, So I couldn't wait to hear from her, as well as a lot of my friends. And I've been an acting coach for many years and a lot of my people and students and, and all of it. So without further ado, I am going to give it up for Sarah Isaacson. I'm going to add some clapping, like clapping effects. We're in, we're in the Groom Delay podcast. And what I think is so, what, why I'm so excited to talk to you today. Well, first of all, when I started the pod, like whatever, a few years ago, I actually had a lot of like Hollywood entertainment friends on, like from Craig Borton, who wrote Dallas Buyers Club to um, my friend Kat Kendall, who was part of the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, and then to my friend Monet, who's an actress, and my friend Deb Kaplan, who is a writer, because you know, obviously, I'm I. What what I'm just gonna say is that Groomed LA, this whole pop like blog started because I was an actress getting makeup and gifted all the time, and people were like, "Can you write about like all the cool skincare and stuff?" So that's how Groomed LA started. So. I'm circling back to say entertainment, people in entertainment is really important to me, obviously. Mm-hmm. So what I love about having today, Sarah Isaacson, casting director extraordinaire, what I love having, what why I'm so excited to talk to you today, Sarah, is because the past few podcasts have been about like the pivots that people have made during COVID and how it's affected businesses and entrepreneurs and health and everything. And I think it's so fascinating what's happened in your world of casting in the past year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one thing. And I'm mm-hmm. also just thrilled to have you. So let me, I'm going to introduce you 
as I'm talking like a crazy person nonstop. Okay. 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 So me, Sarah and I met 156 <laughs> years ago, or maybe 57, <laughs> when I was an on ER, and you were like an assist. You must have been 12 years old. I, mean, I was face the fact. How I old were you? 12. No. Um. Let's see. I started as John's assistant, and then he yeah. was kind enough to promote me to an associate. We were together for five seasons, seasons wow. nine through 12 of ER. Oh my how, God. I don't know how old I was. I know how old I Whatever. am now, but I was you know what I'm saying. somewhere in my early to mid twenties. You were a baby. I probably, yeah, I was a baby. Um, and, 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 and I have worked on a handful of projects since then. And when people ask me about my m- most favorite experience mm-hmm. it, working in casting, I will always say ER because it was so glorious. First of all, I grew up seasons one through eight. I was at home with my mom on Thursday nights. I was a kid. Like I lived with my mother on Thursday nights. We would sit in the kitchen and we would have dinner on the kitchen table. And then we had a small little TV and we would watch ER together. And so the, the fact that I was then on that set and Dr. Carter said like, hi, Sarah. That's hilarious. Of course. Wild. Wild. Like I could never have imagined it. And also because the show took place in Chicago and they would, you know, do, uh, they would film there a few times a year. So I would watch the show and see local like theater actors on the show. I was like, I saw that person in a play last week. And like Meg Falcon, right? Right, right, right. Right. Like, or I mean, I can name so many Chicago actors. So it, it, and it was such a machine by the time I got there from John Wells to Chris Chulak to John Levy, everyone had the job, knew what they needed to do, how to get the job done. All of you guys were pros. The actors just like showed up. It, it was, and also, I think, yeah, get, that getting on a show where you can, I mean, you truly, it became like a PhD for you. Like that yes. you got a PhD in how, how to do your job. And I don't think everyone gets that opportunity to, no. do you know what I mean? Like that was like a royal, it was like a royal show for, for to learn the ropes. In Absolutely. A way. And, and, and because when I got there, it was season nine, mm-hmm. all the, any sort of, any sort of kinks that you, any show would have early on uh, were cleared by the time I got there. And so I really did learn from, in my opinion, some of the great, I mean, my, the way I've pursued my career as a casting director, um, all began with how John Levy taught me mm. to cultivate relationships, cultivate my taste in actors, mm. how to behave in the room, how to interact with actors, how to talk to producers. Um, I, and anytime I hire an actor today mm-hmm. that I met during my time with John, he's always my first call because uh. I know I met those actors from Lisa Vidal to mm-hmm. Carlos Gomez to you know, I hired Anthony Edwards on a mini series I did and I mm. was beside myself. Oh, of course. It's it just, it was so great. And so that all came from my experience, you know, on yeah. the So I learned so much just from even, obviously I'm not talking about the acting, but like I even just interacting with you guys, like getting scripts and we would see each other a lot. And t- like, I learned so much just about what you guys were doing just from observing, like, you guys were very, you know, it's not like you cast the show and you don't ever, you really interact with the cast and you're, you're around. Do you know but what I mean? But that's, I do, but that, 
I think happens less and less now because right. things don't shoot in mm-hmm. Los Angeles or, um, you know, for us, our offices were feet away from the stages. So right. John and I would go Walk there over. every morning. Yeah. We'd get a bagel. We'd see the new guest cast or the new, you know, recurring med students of the episode. And we'd, we were a part of it. It's yeah. just harder now because more and more our offices are not on the lot. They're sort of rented spaces around town. Right. Um, and so we don't have um, those relationships, at least in my experience. Or it shoots in Vancouver or Albuquerque or, in my right. case, New York. Right. So once the actors are cast, it's like they're gone forever. <laughs> I, right. You know, you, you build those relationships during uh, the audition process, but then once they're on set, you never see them ever again. Right. It's, it's a little sad, actually. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess it's a kind of like more old school when you're like on the lot of the studio. Let's go down to stage 11 and check out our... <laughs> yeah. um, but that was interesting. I want to circle back to something you said, which I really like, thought was really interesting. And um, when you said cultivate your taste in actors, that's so interesting. Do you feel that casting directors have like a an angle, a take, a taste that they bring with them into their different jobs? I do. I mean, I, I can't speak for, you know, all casting directors, but I feel like the projects that we lean towards or the projects mm-hmm. that studios or directors hire us for, it's because mm-hmm. we have a certain experience with that kind of actor, whether it's character actors or theater theater actors, or maybe like, okay, this casting director tends to uh, uh, cast young adult shows where Uh, like, it's not for me. Like nobody's calling me to cast young adult shows or or, or kid shows. So, right. But that to me is more like, maybe not even taste more like the genre that you would. That's, that feels like it's genre ish. Like, Oh, I'm like the expert in, you know, right. Like young adult or teen. Yes. But then, but, but there are also casting directors who cross, you know, like Mm -hmm. Bialy Thomas, who are Mm -hmm. brilliant casting directors. They do Handmaid's Tale and Barry and The Walking Dead. Like they do so many different genres, but at the end of the day, their taste level and actors are supreme. Right. So um, they just have a, I mean, I guess I'd like to put myself in the same category, which is a certain eye for a certain level of actor. Yeah, like a, I get it. for me, it's character actors. Like mm-hmm. I would do anything just to cast a show that are cops and detectives and prisoners mm, and, you know, yeah. just juicy. Yeah. Great faces that, mm-hmm. um, that are just great actors. And right. yes, I definitely lean towards like a lot of theater trained actors. Um, I love, I mean, pre pandemic, I was going to the Oregon Shakespeare festival and mm-hmm. New York and seeing shows in LA and, doing my very best to give those actors opportunities mm. um, because I just think they're so you know, brilliant. Right. Of course. That must be so fun. Just scouting talent. It's so funny. You know, I have like my 20 other careers in my head that I wish I would have done. You uh-huh. probably don't because you're upset. You have, I always was like, why am I not like going right now into casting? Cause I love, like I get so high of like finding talent. I get more excited about that you know, find interesting. Oh my God. Let me tell you, I'm like every day I'm like, do I have any other skill set that would allow me to quit casting and do something else? Not because I don't love it. I love it. And I lead with that. I'm always talking about casting. I'm always talking about actors, 
but at, but it's hard. It's yeah. so hard. It's not just reading actors and then being done with the day. There's so much politics behind yeah, it. So let's, t- let's talk. I mean, as much as you want to talk about it, let's talk about the business of casting. Let's talk about the pivots you've had to make as a professional as a career and to make money over the past year, I've noticed so many casting people have now started like coaching and workshopping and just to, you know, support the mm-hmm. support. And let's talk about how casting has changed over this. And, and, and do you think it's going to stay? Is yeah. It gonna, yeah. So, okay. Okay. I don't know. Start. Okay. With I'll start. Um, okay. Well, of course, we all thought this was just going to be a few weeks. And so all of us <laughs> jumped on like Instagram stories, live, you know, ask me anything on Twitter. We were all just like trying to stay connected. Right. And then over time, I was like, oi, like right. it's exhausting. And um, I already tend to, you know, a- actor friends are always tend to ask me questions. Right. And I'm, you know, doing coffees with people or phone calls and so I will say that I did start thinking, well, can I monetize this? Yeah, as as you should, as, as you should be thinking. I mean, who, who everyone thought that. Of course. How can I, I monetize and, anything at this as, point? I'm right. 23 years into this business, mm-hmm. and I do have a lot to offer. And um, so I did start doing consultations and coaching, and it was very hard for me at first, you know, imposter syndrome, taking money from actors during a pandemic, like, yeah. ugh, nobody's work, you know, and it was really hard for me. But then ultimately I was getting great feedback. And so I just sort of ran with it. Um, yeah. Did people pick up on it? It must've been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could see how people would be very interested in that. Are you kidding? Getting to pick a brain of a casting director as an actor is a dream come true. Yeah. And I was also able to like strategize and, you know, I, br- I would break down someone's headshots and resumes and their mm. actors access profiles and their demos. And we retooled their demos. We That's moved brilliant. Things, you know. So I was doing that for a, for a while last year. And then I've sort of slowed down as the world you know, mm-hmm. is happening. It's just harder to sort of focus on anything else except, you know, the world. Right. 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 Um, but just to go back to like the beginning of the uh, pandemic, we were also doing, you know, all, not all of us, a lot of us were giving our, our time. And um, I was lucky enough to get uh, a pilot uh, mm. called connecting, which was for NBC. And it was actually a series. It was an, uh, I think it was eight or 10 episodes and every audition was virtual. Right. It was either a self tape and then a live zoom callback mm-hmm. or I was having live auditions myself and then bringing mm-hmm. people into callbacks. And mm-hmm. it was really tricky, but also mm-hmm. seemed absolutely manageable. Mm-hmm. And we cast all the series regulars without ever meeting anyone in person. Wow. So intense. Oh, my God. And it was wild. And wow. then ultimately, they shot the entire season. Um, everyone working from home. Um, they all, all the actors received cameras and they were their what? own DPs. Oh, the and- Connected. Yeah, that crazy. Sh- yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, that's right. That was wild. It was crazy. That was um, really fun. But it allowed me, actually, I was able to see hundreds and hundreds more actors than mm. I would in a room. So in other words, in real life, you know, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. if you were reading actors for series regular roles and you'd have two or three scenes and actors would want to do scenes, rightfully so, more than once or twice, 
you're in the room with every actor like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't be behind closed doors all day because there's actual work that needs to get done at your desk, which is talking to agents and managers, watching demos, um, talking to the studio network and producers. So if on average you see 20, 30 people a day, whereas mm. during the pandemic, during using self-tapes, I can watch 101 day. Oh my God, that must be grueling though. And you can it, keep track of it and you know right away. I mean, I can't even imagine a hundred. It, it's wild. And <sighs> I, I don't necessarily watch right. all of them through. Right. Um, anyone who says they do, I would, I want to know no. who that casting director is. No, you watch, uh, you, you, you watch the slate, you watch the first take and you get your hit. Right? Yes. Yep. And then I did a show called La Brea yes. um, that's shooting now in Melbourne. And we did the same thing. Self-tapes, live producer sessions on Zoom, screen tests on Zoom. No one met anyone. It was, again, so insane. But I know my I, friend Ioni is on it. And she happened, yes. to be, she happened to be in Australia, though, which was what's so crazy. Yes, that, that really helped because <laughs> we... <laughs> and, and she's a you know, fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of getting work permits, mm-hmm. um, which took eight weeks, and then quarantining for two weeks. Um, it's shooting there, and I'm not actually sending any actors except one to Australia as a guest star. But um, my, my, I guess what I'm getting at is that I was able to cast two series all mm. on Zoom, and I Wild. don't think that that will be any different the rest of 2021. But just get, getting to your question, right? Like, but what, you think it will circle back to people uh, coming into auditions, or is this it? I think it will be a hybrid. I think mm. a lot of people really loved working from home. I think it we there's proof that it works this way. Um, and until I, I think there's no way to really know, right? Like, you can right. ask me, you can ask 12 casting directors who, right. how do, who knew we'd get here? So there's mm-hmm. no predicting any of it. But for, for me, I can tell you, like, on a personal note, I have redone my entire home office. I'm lucky enough to have an extra room that is my office. And I have put a lot of time and money mm-hmm. into making this office a true home office that mm. I can you know, proper background for all my Zoom calls. Right. Um, you know, I, I got a, an uplift standing desk. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you invested. because I invested. Yeah. And I mean, to me, look, as it, let's say I was a business owner in that world. I think it makes to- total sense. Like, why are people spending on renting and this and all the stuff when you can kind of just, I feel like student p- productions can save so much money. Well, funny they say that because when I was doing Echo, which was a pilot last year, mm-hmm. I was a universal show. And even though it's a universal show, they have to rent space from Yeah. Right? So I had an office mm-hmm. that um, uh, still has all of my stuff in it, my camera, my lighting, my chair, my clipboards. Because mm-hmm. once they shut, once I remember when Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson announced that they had COVID, I oh, went right. into the hallway. I was like, everyone go home. And, and you haven't gone back. They have not let me back on the lot. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a nuclear, it's like Chernobyl. Oh I just want Jesus. my chair. But, Jesus Christ. So I don't know what that savings would be because, you know, mm. phones and computers, although, mm. you know, I think what ultimately they would do is give, 
they'd have to work it out. I don't know what that looks like with business affairs, but give all of us some sort of home stipend. Right. Which I will think so. Be so much less than what they're paying for our offices. I will say though, I have an associate and assistant who worked uh, both Bailey uh, Reed and um, Joanna Davis on, on um, La Brea mm-hmm. and they all worked from home and we would just do, you know, daily or every other day, like um, zoom check-ins. Yeah. So it, you do miss that sort of interaction, like going over, looking at someone's work or being able to sort of decompress after a session and, I I do miss that interaction with my staff or if we were sharing offices in a suite with other casting directors, you could sort of like gossip about the day. The biz. Yeah. Yeah. The biz. We we need the social part of. Yes. Yeah. A lot. But I feel like people are doing that on Zoom, right? Like you're saying, like you'd make a call, like let's decompress together. Yes. But it's just not the same. You know, it's like I could wear sweatpants all day and graze my kitchen all day. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I- of course. Right. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. By the so, way, back. Okay, go on. Hmm. Say what you're going to say. So I just, I yeah. guess, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm just preparing to sort of be home for a while. By the way, Emily, that's if I ever get another job. I feel like, uh, you know, every time I get a job, I'm like, I'm never going to work again. It's just, just like, like any other. Yeah. Yes. Actors, it's got, you don't know what, you know, I just, I did a show yesterday. I did a little guest star on a show and it, they were rapping and I'm listening to all the crew and the makeup and they're like, what's your next gig? What's your next gig? I mean, this business is a business of not knowing what's next. Yeah. It's so, and it's interesting to think that even in casting, it's the same thing unless you're in a contract in a studio like 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 john levy right like no even john he's an independent contractor unless you're an executive at a studio or network like unless you're grace Wu at nbc or you know if you're an independent contractor then you you never know when you work unless you're on a show that's like you know ncis that's on or right for, for many seasons but uh you just never know when it's the last season of anything uh it's so intense. The hustle is real. The hustle is so real. Going back to for one second to La Brea, I helped my neighbor, Sarah, with her audition. Because I, I, and this is what actually made me think to actually, I was like, I've got to podcast with Sarah because I could not believe the amount of work. Because I haven't, you know, <sighs> I haven't acted. I, I act, if someone asked me to be, so I couldn't, the setup, the, the, I mean, it took literally hours. <sighs> and I couldn't believe, and I was like, wow, remember the day you'd, you'd have to just work on your acting and, you know, maybe get your act, your look, get your, get the right, you know, get into the character, obviously, get your look, get your this, get your fit, get your, the makeup, drive. But this is like, you've got to be a lighting department. You've mm-hmm. got to be the editing. It's a lot of well, work. Let me ask you this though, because yeah. I feel very strongly about actors not having to spend a lot of money on equipment or sound or lights that you really just need a clear background and a reader. So yeah. I'm not even saying about the, the, the money. I'm saying the, the time, like the, you know, like what you do, it's so intense. Right. Well, but I guess the question is, yeah. um, did she have, was it that the setup was so, uh... no, it wasn't that it was so extravagant. She had a nice light. She kind of made a nice little home studio in her guest house. It was just like, hold on, let's get, you know, it was just like, like when I would go to Intrepid Tapes and put myself on tape, I loved it because I'm like, you go there, they pay, you pay them, they're the great readers, they edit and cut it, boom, done. To yeah. me, that felt really worth it. I forget what they charge. But when you're doing it yourself, it's, you know, it's work. You got to yeah. then put it up. It, 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 
it's hours of work and you're getting in and she's auditioning all the time and getting the night before and then learn. I mean, it's really intense. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I often hear people say they got the sides the night before and I just, I want to shout this from the rooftop. If we had more time, we'd give it. And also often we'll send out appointments in the morning, but the reps don't, because they're getting so many appointments, the reps don't get the appointments out till the end of the day. So Often an actor will come and say to us, oh, I just got these last night. Right. It's like, well, that's a conversation you should have with your reps, not. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's good to know. So people, so actors should be talking to their agents, go just FYI, as soon as you get it, please shoot shoot it to me. Yeah. But I also, I mean, that's That's not to say that sometimes I don't send out appointments at, you know, 4 PM, but I will never ask for it the next morning. It's, I always give people 24 hours, which. In real life, that's what you would have probably for an audition. And at this right. point, I my guess is that everyone has some sort of camera set up mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily require hours of setting up. Right. Or, now, now, by now. Yes, yes, exactly. But you're right about the editing. You know, the other thing, too, is in real life, in an audition room, you'd get one take and then you leave. But now that you can tape mm-hmm. yourself, you're scrutinizing yourself and you're exactly and that's that's what takes so long because you want that's what I mean yeah you want to do take after take and it's like wow it's really intense do you like actors to be off book Mm -mm. when they're on tape you like a little a little I have no expectations of people being off book really interesting unless you're screen testing and I know some actors they're like I'm just better when I'm off book, then by mm-hmm. all means. But that will not make or break you from getting the job. I have never hired someone over someone else because they were off book. Because at the end of the day, if you are a thoughtful, smart, talented mm-hmm. actor and you're holding your sides, it's fine. I'm going to trust that you can memorize them for the day of shooting. Right. But that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Right. That's so interesting. But that's great to know. If you're making me nervous by stopping and starting a lot or swearing when you make a mistake or Oof, yeah. what, whatever the, I, I'm not going to trust that you can memorize anything and be a normal person on set. That's really, of course, or just stopping and stopping and starting. No, that's okay. Great. So, okay. So one last thing about La Brea again, it's taking place in Australia. That is a really cool show. Let's just talk about that show. Yeah. Well, one so second. it's fascinating. I came to it because, um, Let's see. So last year, uh, Junie Lowry Johnson and Libby Goldstein cast the pilot beautifully. And uh, from, you know, many different reasons, there was some recasting. And I mm-hmm. came on uh, to, I think it was like recasting maybe seven or eight of the series regulars. Mm-hmm. And then because it was shooting in Melbourne, um, we they hired Amanda Mitchell, who is my new obsession. She's a brilliant mm-hmm. casting director. And collectively, we showed series regular options for all the roles and we I think she ultimately cast two out of Melbourne and the rest were from the states um and they started shooting last week I think it's 13 series regulars who I know it's like love to edit um so Sarah okay so wait a second so circling back one last time to John Levy is he still is he still casting oh First of all, not only is, yes, he is casting. Amazing. Um, he just it's finished amazing. Shameless, uh, Shameless. He's doing oh, right. Animal Kingdom and he's doing Seal Team. 
God. Which, I mean, this is the thing about this business. It's like real estate. You could do it forever. He, and he, he does not want to stop. And he oh just had God. a birthday the other day on the 29th, I think is his birthday. I mean, he's got to be in his 70s. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like deep. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, that's what's so great about. So, you know, that's a perk. It's a business and you do not get aged out like the other side of it. Well, I don't know if that, I mean, maybe, I mean, we can't, I, I can't speak for other casting directors with John, you know, he's got this relationship with Chris Chulak and John Wells mm-hmm. and Warner brothers. Mm. And he has, his body of work is so outrageous yeah. that, you know, you, it's like, it's the proof is in the pudding. I mean, I don't know if I've mm-hmm. ever even said that phrase, but we, we talk very regularly and he and I are actually working on an independent movie together right now. And we have not worked together since ah. season 12 of ER. And it's oh my God. the most fun. Uh, he is the best. He was my liaison into really into like, you know, into television. And he just made me feel, and I think that's really important, like make the actor feel worthy and Mm. that you deserve to be there I feel like actors have that imposter syndrome all the time like did I really get the job like oh fuck it did I deserve it you show up on set you know I know I see it how did you you get ER ER okay so this was very funny I was rehearsing the show called singled out on MTV before Jenny McCarthy got on the show I was six weeks into rehearsals over at MTV with Betsy Fells was the casting director I'm pretty sure who had cast me like on living color. I was a baby. I had just moved out here. Um, Neil Brennan was the intern who went on to become, you know, quite a big comedian. Mm -hmm. And my agent was like, oh, there's this show going to be on the air called Er, Er. (laughs) Err. And it hadn't aired yet. I think they had just shot the pilot. And there's a little, could you see, you could run over from MTV to Warner Brothers and just do this one quick line, quick audition. And I was like, sure. And I'll never forget the audition. It was like for a paramedic. And I said, oh, I need to wear like a white lab coat. <laughs> what <laughs> was I thinking? I think, or, I think it was as close as I could come. I don't even know. And I'll never forget the audition. And I was like, paramedic, I bet they're kind of like out of breath. And I remember like rocking back and forth and doing this like method thing beforehand and like coming in. And it was John Wells and it was Mimi Leader in the mm. room. And it was supposed to be one day. And it became 15 years. And I, I mean, honestly, like learned, it was like a PhD in everything, mm. in show business, a PhD in, in how to behave on a set. And, and then like over the years, I did a lot of like acting coaching and loved mentoring young actors, love, love, love taught acting. And, and. Okay. But I have a question yeah. then. So yeah. because you, uh, I mean, over those 15 years, you yeah. also saw new paramedics come and go. Yes. What kept you from feeling like, oh, is this my last episode? Like the fact that you were, obviously you stayed around because you did good work. People loved you. People want you to be a part of that crew. But mentally, how did you? Oh, I'll tell you. It's a great question. It's a great question. And that's where the learnings came from. I learned and I watched. And these are the things that I've always told people how, why I had longevity on the, on the show, knowing my lines inside out, showing up on time and being so professional. I didn't, I almost like, didn't talk to anyone. Like do your work, go to your trailer. Don't get in people's business. Don't get in people, people's way. And then no, everyone just has nothing but good feelings about you Mm -hmm. because you're kind. You don't ask questions. Like you just keeping like sort of like this low profile of, and just being, 
unbelievably professional showing mm-hmm. up, doing the work. My thing was like, I would love, Oh my God, if I could get it on one, you know, I had was doing all these oneers and these long takes and they were really complicated. And I was like, how can I serve this production? Well, it'll be me- meeting my marks, getting my take, staying so focused. And I would be so focused, Sarah, that like if the extras would try to talk to me or the background, I shouldn't say extras, whatever background would kind of talk to me between takes. I I was almost like, I'm so sorry. I can't talk right now because Mm -hmm. I would stay so in the zone. I just learned to be so professional and, and, and and, did you see other people not do that and not come back? Absolutely. Oh God. Yeah. And, and, you know, like George Clooney and all those guys, all those old timer pros, well, they weren't so old timer at the time. He was like 33, you know, they could break and laugh and this and that. And I was like, Oh my God, I just stay fucking in the zone, stay in the zone. And I would be muscling to stay so focused because also I just had such a weird diet. You know, I was like speaking in, I might as well have been speaking in tongues. Yeah. It was not an easy role because none of it made, you know, it was not natural to, it wasn't like having a conversation, right? I was medical terms. And I would just really be, it was just like a level of concentration that to this day, to this day, Sarah, I'm telling you, my friends had me come in and do a little thing this week on a show. And I still use that level of total concentration, you know, being on your mark. And I, and I also did another little fun show for my friend, Julie Delpy, which hopefully if it goes to season two, it'll be actually really fun for me. And I could, will actually re truly revive my career for fun. Mm-hmm. But, um, I just remember in between takes and we were working with a big director. I forget his name. He did, you know, game of Thrones and, I just remember going back to my mark and everyone's running around. It's like, you know, Elizabeth, she was like really beautiful, beautiful cast. And I just remember like between takes going right back to my mark. And he's just looked at me and he's like, you're an old pro, aren't you? You know, just be, Mm. just just didn't have to be, you just not be having to be told what to do. Just really staying present um, with the crew. There's just like all this nuance, I think, as an actor that, people don't know. It's like, you're almost like in rhythm with the crew as well. Like being out of the way, noticing what take you're on, you know, like I noticed yesterday when I was working, they didn't say like, Oh, we're going from the top or we're going to go from here. And I actually was curious where where we were going from. And I was like, you know, I wasn't going to just like ways of like tuning in. And did you ask, you know, at one point I was like, where are we going from? (laughs) You know, I think because like Video Village was kind of like far away and we didn't get the memo and actually did ask. Um, But um, just like little things, it's just like this beautiful, that's why I truly love being on set. Like that is where like my pro comes out because it's like this dance that you're in, Mm -hmm. you know, with the whole, with every, it's not just you and the actor and the director. You're the whole crew. It's everyone, the gaffer. It's this beautiful, like, yeah, it's this big machine. It's like a body. It's like a human body and all the parts. So yeah. Did I ever worry that I, yeah, I never knew it was, I was going to be in another episode. And even to the last episode, I'm telling you, and I tell everyone this too, my heart would be beating out of my chest. I never got comfortable mm. before take, before rolling. My heart would be truly pounding with oh, adrenaline. Wow. Like it was always exciting and nerve wracking and that high and that rush. I think it's because it was such a, you know, what I did on that show was the adrenaline moment yeah. of the show. It was like this coming, you know, it was not like easy peasy, but um, yeah, you never know. But I do think the reason I lasted were, were things that act, what I talk about with young actors all the time. Yeah. 
you know, it's just that level of, of being a real, a seasoned pro. Yeah. And, you know, just getting out of the director's way, you know, just like, I think, you know, I see young actors, they're jabbing with directors. I would, when I did this Netflix show, I see all these background people and they're talking to the director. And I'm like, I just want to say, you know what? Like, shh, be quiet in between takes. Don't talk, you know, be quiet. Yeah. Disappear in between takes. Get invisible. But there's also something to be said about the hustle, right? Like that can happen off, off, camera that can happen when you're not on the on in a scene and you're cut but I see people kind of like hustling and trying to be big and be seen and get noticed Uh, you know know what I mean I know people always say to me people actors ask me like how do I get noticed how do I stand out I go Mm. you stand out by being good because most people aren't and so if you're good and you're thoughtful and you are smart well-rounded human being that leads with kindness authenticity Mm -hmm. integrity like all like that's how you stand out yeah just doing the work because i can't tell you of the thousands of self-tapes that i watch more often than not they're not they're lazy it's they're lazy self-tapes so mm. if you're well, not, what do you mean by that? Let's go back to that. That's important. I think people need to know what that means. What does that mean? Um, um, thrown together without any sort of thought about the material or again, I'm not asking for a fancy backdrop or lighting right. or sound, but you know, I want to be able to hear you and see you. I want the okay. reader to be good. And by the way, I, I I know that it's hard, especially early pandemic, mid pandemic, when nobody can be in the same room with each other, but now people can. And also there's so much technology, like look at us right now, we're talking, right? Right. Um, That if you cannot find a reader to be in person, there's many ways to have a reader virtually. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Zoom reader, record, figure it out. Just exactly. Just figure it out. So what um, are you saying? People are just like, they're not, well, what they don't have a, what are they doing? Um, readers are real bad that are distracting, whether we like, can't hear them or they're just bad. Like they're just right. bad. And I feel for people, I feel bad when someone's like, mom has to be the reader. Yeah. But because that's the only person there, but I wish those actors would understand that there's technology that allows you to, Ask like any actor friend you've ever met in your life over your mm. mom. But by the way, right. And I've also heard readers that are moms that are amazing. So, you right. know, it, it varies, but to do anything you can to level up your self tape. That's really important though. That note about readers. I think that's a really important note. I, I love reading with actors. I love, I love reading and I love helping, you know, an actor give a great read. It, it's so, by the way, side note, well, something that came up the other day was when, you know, you're a job, almost like a thing of an actor to, to the, oh, oh, okay. It was a girl who was in the scene with me. And she said, my acting coach said, um, just, what if your only goal was to just level everyone else up? Like, obviously this is not an, an acting tip of any kind, but to like really be present in your audition to, as if you were like leveling up everyone else. Wait, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm bungling it. Hold on, Sarah. I'm completely bungling it. I, ha- I, I am bungling it. Forget okay. that. Scratch okay. that from the tape. Scratch that from the tape. <laughs> uh, Melissa, <laughs> did you get that? Put a little uh, marker there. We're gonna edit that out. There's no Melissa. Hilarious. Um, I was like, who's Molly? Got a Melissa? Oh yeah, there's a Melissa. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
it's so interesting. There's, I feel like there's just so much more you can always learn and learn and learn. So what are like some of the big takeaways that, um, you know, like you believe in acting class, you believe an actor should always study, you believe in act. What are your sort of like takeaways that, that feel maybe people haven't thought of? Um, Oh, interesting. You know, like, what are you know? I, I'd like, by the way, for example, one is stay friends with your actor friends, like always, so that you have this stay in the like oh. have your community, which oh. is really important, that's, right? That, that's huge. Find your community, find, find your community. Your, by the way, like, I, I first and foremost be in a class and not only be in a class, but try different classes. Mm. And a lot of studios have like work study because, you know, it's expensive being in class, right? So, Mm -hmm. and maybe some studios are giving discounts now because of Zoom, but Mm -hmm. do your research. Maybe you work a few hours for the studio and they give you free class. But if you, and if you can afford the class, amazing. But if you can't, and I understand why so many people cannot, just gather six actor friends that you've met previously and mm-hmm. start your own group. And every week, just give each other new scenes to work on. Mm-hmm. And there's no, but there's not necessarily a teacher, um, which I f- feel very strongly about that you want an outside view, but it will also just give you, it's sort of a practice class, not so much an acting class. I do feel very strongly that you always want to be in an acting class. And I don't mean, a scene study class where they give you a scene from Castle and you do that. <laughs> I mean, like, right. an acting class. Like, like I actor studio, like where you're really breaking down work and working with interesting... Yes, and where you're work. learning how to be the work okay. of an actor. Like, I send right. everyone I know to Zach Barnett Studios because... Oh, wow, okay. I, I feel like, first of all, he leads with authenticity and mm-hmm. is um, just such a beautiful soul and all of his teachers are just so incredible and they teach the craft of acting. And yes, do they also have like, you know, on-camera classes? Sure. And those are important. But if you don't have the skill set, it's like if you're going to, if you're like have a dream of running a marathon, you're not yeah. going to sign up for a marathon and run it one day. You're going right. to spend years probably training. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So why would this be any different except for those people who think that, oh, I can do that. Right. And they don't even know, like, if you don't know what the job of the first AD, AD is on set, right. you don't, you cannot be on set. Go yeah. be an extra for a yes. year. Yes, yes, I agree. It's great. It's a you, great way to start. You don't need to tell anyone you're doing it. It doesn't need yeah. to be on your resume. But, like, that is where you'd be like, oh, that's what the gaffer does. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. That, that's what the key makeup artist does or you know like by the way there are so many jobs on set that I have no idea what they do because I'm not on set right so it is going back to a PhD being an extra is free school absolutely and no you get paid oh yeah you do get paid you get paid paid so free school meaning you're 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 learning all you know like all these things from all these different departments from just being on set and they pay you. Absolutely. I also like to tell actors to make your own content, which by the way, is oh yeah, so easy to do right now. I mean, 
what are you waiting for? You know what I mean? And not for the effort of anyone necessarily to see it, although that's great, but just to be like, Oh my God, my arms hurt from holding this boom all day. Yeah. To learn the business, to learn the business, to deal with SAG, to be like, Oh, I have to make this project a SAG film. What does that paperwork look like? Oh, I have to Taft Hartley this person just the, you're right. The business side of things that even learning how to tell a story. Yes. You know, because ultimately at the end of the day, in a way, it's about telling a story, right? It's about servicing story. Yes. And you will get that from creating your own content, from writing, working on your, uh, writing a play, writing scenes, blah, 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 blah. That's you right. Start to learn the arc and the moment and the, the, the momentum and the, the, how the ebb and flow of, of push, the push and pull of drama, right? Yep, absolutely. So yes, create your own stuff for, for the sake of just learning. Right. Now, Sarah, are you still, I'm going to, I'm going to do my, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm getting the, uh, I'm getting the signal over there. From, from Melissa. From Melissa. <laughs> are you still doing this thing where you can look at someone's reel, help them to, or not really? So yeah. Still I, be, okay. I mean, I have a link on my Instagram account where people can sign up through Calendly. I don't promote it, but you know, I, I do. You're have still there. I am still there. Yeah. So, so, tell us your social deets. Oh my goodness. Tell us your deets. What's your socials? Sarah Isaacson Casting. No H in Sarah. Sarah Isaacson Casting is my Instagram, and that's what I'm on most. And then it's, my Twitter is just Sarah Isaacson. Do you do, you do the Twitters? You do the Twitter? I do on occasion. Like if, if one of my shows is airing, I'll right. live tweet with the cast. Ooh. Um, or, yeah, I mean, I guess if there's a deadline article that I want to retweet, I will. But definitely more Instagram. Have you gotten into uh, Clubhouse? I, I did, but I don't really know what I'm supposed to do there. Yeah, I, I, I sort of you got like into it? it. Well, no, I, I, I did at first. And then I was like, oh, my, I've been sitting here for an hour. Get up. And Just then like I listening would, to people talk. Yes, listening to this. I'd be listening right. to this live but with more people and people asking questions. And so it's a live interactive podcast. Yes, I've seen actors getting and jumping in those for ca- to learn about casting and yes. the whole, the business. I think that is good for actors. I know, I know Sarah was doing that. I saw her like listening to some things. Yes. And let me think what else. Lastly, um, t- back in the old days, there used to be like TV versus film. Do you traverse from TV to film? Do you, I, I traverse to wherever they pay you me. Traverse a, to traverse. You traverse to, to traverse. Wherever they pay me American dollars. Um, I love American dollars. Oh, they're the, my favorite kind of dollars. Um, That's so good. I definitely, my skill set is episodic television, and um, there would be a learning curve for me in features. But uh, you know, mm. I, I'm doing I'm doing an independent movie, like I said now with John, and that's a movie. But oh um, it's not like a, you know a huge you know, uh, MGM movie, but, um, well, independent films are where you get all the good, there's so much good work. So good actors and juicy. And, that's what, we're, that's what we're hoping right? for. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Well, you have to send my love to John. I will. Time. I will. Sarah, this has been amazing. I think this has been, I think this has been informative. I hope so because, you know, I, I don't know about has. you, but sometimes I just talk and I don't know what I'm, if I'm saying anything clear, because I have so much to say, don't you feel like you can talk it's about the story of my things? life? I don't even know what I'm saying when I'm saying it. I because don't even know. We might have talked about like nothing. I don't even know what we talked about, <laughs> I know. but we'll figure it out okay. afterwards. Um, right. I love you so much. Thank you so much, Sarah. 
I think everyone should sign up for that. I I'm going to for that thing because I think it's really brilliant. I think no one gets that insight, and I think it's great that you're offering that. I think well, it's really, you. really smart. Um, all right, I love you. We're going to watch all your shows, <laughs> and um, I guess that's it. Over and that's out. It. Over and out. Okay. Thank you. And see. Love you. Bye. Love you.